Guys, welcome to the podcast. Uh, I'm so excited you are here with me for our first episode of Thought Leaders. Yes. Uh, yes. This brand new podcast. Welcome, Uncle Tim. Thank you for being a part of this. What a privilege. Thank you for letting me be at the table for the first one. (laughs) (laughs) How do we get them, guys, with this busy schedule? (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Joseph Mendoza uh, is here with us today. Uh, Chris is here with us. And uh, I'm, I'm just so excited about this project. Uh, and everything we we hope to accomplish through it. Um, so, uh, just I want to do a round robin uh, and just kind of explain everyone's title, what what they're doing, and then we can kind of get into uh, what actually Thought Leaders is and what our kind of our our, our mission and vision is. Uh, so, uh, Uncle Tim, yes. uh, master mentor of thought leaders. Yeah. So my background as a thought leader literally comes from sports. When I think of my little league coaches, my basketball coaches. And saw that so many of them were good leaders. Some were great leaders and some were bad leaders. (laughs) And the great and the good leaders were better. And then I saw some great uh, educational leaders, even like in junior high, high school, then going on to college. So I became a person who loved education, studying, went into the ministry, and then also into business. And so I love leadership. I love this idea of thought leaders. Yeah. No, I, I, I couldn't be more excited to have you. Uh, you, to me, uh, you're not only my uncle, but, uh, you know, just being able to kind of see, uh, I mean, in all honesty, you have been a true thought leader in your industry uh, in so many ways. And in a very real way, you were really the first person um, within your market to go from not only ministry, but to making it in Hollywood and to kind of expanding into the corporate side. No one had done that before you. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, And then now I feel like everyone's trying to do it. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. But in that case, I had great thought leaders behind me. I mean, there were so many people that cared about me, like even a Lee Iacocca who trained me in business all the way to or Roberts. Yeah. Who uh, was a thought leader because he even created his own university. So I had some good manners. Yeah. I love that. Uh, Joseph, you're a lead networker. Yep. Uh, talk about that a little bit. Well, I think, you know, people want to be a part of a community. They want to be a part of a network. And I think what we're creating here is a movement through thought leaders. Uh, so to be the network uh, coordinator or lead is, is I take that role extremely uh, to heart because we want to grow this network and we want to see people, you know, who are thought leaders in their respective industries um, play a huge, huge role in what Thought Leaders is going to be in the future. So I'm excited. Happy to have the master thought leader here with us. And uh, episode one, you guys. Yeah, we're here. We're here. And then uh, a little bit about Chris. Uh, I met Chris through the church, Congregation Family. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very obvious how competent you were and how amazing your family was. And, and so recently uh, we got to go to uh, your office Right. Um, and so that's the company your your uh, grandfather founded, and then and now mm-hmm. your father is, and your VP and an aerospace company. I did not realize you guys had a team of like fifty or sixty folks. You work with SpaceX, all these incredible companies. I think nuclear submarines yep. as well. And um, and so uh, that's just absolutely wild. And so I'm I'm super excited that you're a part of this, and uh, you're the director. Yes, so I get, I get to direct things in this ministry, but really understanding, executing the vision um, of really understanding what it takes to be a thought leader. Um, and 
encouraging that gift in others. So I think in the entrepreneurial world that we're living in right now, people are trying to set themselves apart and really kind of identify themselves as an emerging mind in the marketplace. And how you do that is through thought leadership. And so being able to be a part of this ministry is exciting to me because it gets to allow us to encourage that gifting that's inside other people and pull that out to help not only us to establish ourselves as thought leaders, but to create thought leaders in the marketplace. That's awesome. So well said. Yeah, 100%. So I wanted to share just a minute about um, kind of the idea behind this, uh, and then I'd love to dialogue with you guys. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, a a couple of years ago, um, I started getting just personally interested uh, in um, why some people could create incredible value. Uh, whether that was George Lucas and how he like literally reorganized how films were made, uh, whether that was what Elon Musk has done, whether that was watching you, you know, mm-hmm. in the eighties, nineties and two thousands, I mean, really do things that no one could do in the space I grew up in. Um, and so, um, the term thought leaders, uh, kind of came out of that. And, and, um, if you, if you look at, uh, what does it mean to be a thought leader? Um, really it comes down to three, Things And so uh, the first one is that a thought leader has uncompromising vision. Uh, so any, any thought leader you will see almost always that they have a vision to do something new or that's never been done before, or they do something exceptionally well and they want to do it in a new way. I like that. Uh, the second thing you'll almost always see is that they have uh, an incredible ability. They almost always are an expert in their field, but they're always expanding learning, uh, which is interesting that mm-hmm. they're, they're not only a master at something, but they're, constantly pushing what their skill set is. Uh, and then the final thing is uh, that makes up a, 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 the final quality of a thought leader is purpose-driven influence, that they're usually a person of exceptional influence and an increasing influence, and then they're using that influence uh, to serve kind of their bigger or broader vision. I like that. Yeah. Uh, and so the you know being able to kind of see that and, and then us coming together as a team and saying, wouldn't it be amazing if we could create a community of people uh, who were marketplace leaders, wealth creators, entrepreneurs who said, I want to build my career with a thought leader mindset. Uh, I want to be a person who's elevating my vision, who's expanding my abilities, uh, and then finally uh, who's increasing my influence. And so what if we created a community uh, where we not only could bring in influencers who are doing that and then also raise up and see future thought leaders learn those skills. Uh, and so that's really the, the mission and vision uh, of, of thought leaders. And I, it all begins with, with this podcast. I, I like that. And I think that a lot of people have the desire to be that person. Yeah. And um, the more I study people, when they were little, there was something inside of them that knew they wanted to do something bigger than what they had seen before or sometimes even heard before. But it takes proper skill and also it takes the proper attitude. And I think that's a lot of what you're going to be talking about in thought leaders. Yeah. You got to you got to get that skill set. And even the Bible says you see a person skilled at their work, they will serve in the presence of kings. Yeah. So I think maybe I think this is be worth it to really drill down to these three qualities. Um, and so the first quality is uncompromising vision. And so uh, I wanted to ask you, Chris, you know, as someone who's who's from a family who really you guys started with a small business and, and you guys have just exploded and that core vision that 
your grandfather had than your father than you. Um, um, how do you kind of see this playing into uh, affecting people? Absolutely. So, I mean, vision is really something that galvanizes you for the work ahead. So as long as you have that vision in front of you, it can give you the momentum to keep pushing through the difficulties and challenges that, that come from it. In the case of what I've gone through with my family, my grandpa was really a thought leader, inventor, patents. Um, my dad, the same way. Yeah. And so I came up growing up with that attitude that I am a thought leader. I can achieve greatness. I can do big things. And so having that vision really propels me to be someone that I wouldn't have been if I didn't have the vision. And I think really an, an essence of what a thought leader is, is someone that can give voice to the vision. Mm-hmm. Because if you can, everyone can have a vision. I mean, for every invention that's out there, there's probably 10 or 20 people that said, oh, I came up with that 20 years ago, but they never gave voice to it. So it's really having the vision, but also giving that voice to it that really starts to propel you into being a thought leader, and which is why it's the first element out of the three of really becoming a thought leader. Yeah. Tim, what it, as someone who's like a, a true master, uh, as a, a just everything from public speaking to, I always joke around with Tim. I always say he should have been a copywriter in another <laughs> life because he's super good at uh, at at just being a wordsmith. Um, you know, I guess. How do you think about expertise, ability, the value that that comes um, with? Um, the difference between someone who's just an actual expert at something versus someone who's not. Yeah. Um, yeah. N- number one, I like what Chris said. And, and the fact that he got to learn from his grandfather, yeah. his father. So I think that he saw the skill set, but also then you have to learn the tools. Yeah. And uh, the tools of what does it take for me to work that skill? Yeah. Because uh, I, I remember talking to Smokey Robinson. I said, man, there were so many great singers in Detroit. You had Aretha Franklin, you had Marvin Gaye, then Stevie Wonder comes over there, then the Jackson 5. He said, Tim, there's great singers everywhere, but it took a Barry Gordy to bring that skill set out. So that's what I see. I think that a lot of people that want to be thought leaders and have potential to do something, they they may have that skill set, but they don't have the tools, and then they don't have the proper mentors. Yeah. One of the things that you always said uh, that really struck with me, I think, as I grew up, was you always talked about the power of working your land. Yes. And uh, you would say, um, you know, if you're fifth grade, work your fifth grade land yeah. when you're seventh. But I was like in fifth grade when I heard you first say that. So. <laughs> but I think that really taught me a lot. Um, and I guess how has that, what is that idea, number one, and, and how it kind of has it shaped you in your career? Yeah, so this idea comes from uh, Proverbs chapter 12, verse 11. He who works his land, or even she who works his land, shall have abundance, but whoever chases fantasies lacks wisdom. Mm. So what I see in today's society is a lot of chasing fantasies. So people have social media and they see certain people doing things and they're chasing fantasies. But really the biblical idea is you got to plow the ground, plant the right seed, okay, water the seed, which is repetition, and then the harvest will come. Mm. And so in the plowing, the planting, the watering, you have to be very intentional about how you do that. So that's why I said to you in fifth grade, work your fifth Hmm. grade land. Or when I was a dishwasher, 
be the best dishwasher I, I could be. So that's the beauty of this. You never know who's going to pop out and lead the universe. Yeah. Because you don't know the behind the scenes. They may have been right. plowing, planting, watering, and just fixing the harvest. Yeah. You know, um, I think that I think that principle, it's almost like a Protestant work ethic, but it's um, just this absolute commitment to working very hard. Yes. Um, and and trying to and and see seeing your talent and seeing yourself as valuable and that you are are worth it um and that you should you have a responsibility to to take all the advantages that you have and and try to manage manifest yourself in uh the i think the most meaningful way possible yes uh is uh, is a lesson i've learned directly from my family um, and I think it was, I think it was grandma, it was you, it was my mom, it was my dad, but, mm-hmm. but that really strong sense of, of regardless of where you start, regardless of where you're at, uh, you can be great at something. So pick something, work your land and, and, and move up. Super good. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Joseph, I want to move to you. Um, when we kind of had, you know, an, an initial conversation about this, uh, podcast, uh, I asked you what you were interested in talking about, and the first thing you said was influence. influence. And so I, I love this. Kick us off. Well, you know, a lot of us thought leaders, we have kids, right? And I think the word influence, when I when I look at purpose-driven influence, we have down three things, value, leadership, and impact. And I really find myself talking to my kids about influence quite often, especially my 13 and my 17-year-old because they're in high school. What type of influence are you going to demonstrate is it going to be you know god fluence is it going to be kingdom influence or are we just going to be the class clown are we just going to be another pretty girl so in thought leaders we want people who are making maximum influence in all that they do so uh, me as a person who gets to be around tim story who i think you guys would all agree is a master at influence and as chris was saying you know he grew up with that vision from his grandfather from his father it was instilled in him where I was raised, we weren't raised with the influence mindset. We were raised with how can we just survive? We weren't taught to thrive. We weren't taught to think beyond. But I tell you one thing, you know, being around Tim's story for 10 years, it'll really change your mindset. It'll really change your perspective. And I know today that uh, I can make maximum influence. And I believe that everybody in thought leaders, you know, has their own calling and they will make their own influence and their own uh, respective industries. Yeah. Tim, this is a great question to you. Cause we've talked about this a lot. Mm-hmm. Like we'll meet disproportionately younger people and they want to increase their influence. But, mm. um, I, I feel like 90% of the time they're doing it in the wrong way. Right. And we yeah. have to talk about that is yeah. that it's like, they think influence is one thing, but it's really something else. Yep. And so, um, where do you feel like most people get influence wrong? And then, uh, who, uh, the people who are getting it right, uh, how do you think they're getting it right? Yeah, I like this idea of uh, what you make happen for someone else, God will make happen for you. Yeah. So I think that even with you, Chris, um, you help build your grandfather's dream. You help build your father's dream. And you reap what you sow. Mm-hmm. And I think that so many people, it's about building their own dream, their own empire. So I was always looking to serve somebody else. Yeah. And I'll never forget when I was a a dishwasher at 15 and a half, and I talked to Mr. Anderson, and uh, we used to dialogue, and he says, Timmy, I'm going to tell you a secret. I put $150,000 into starting this business. 
And he says, thank you for caring enough to help me get my money back. And I said, what do you mean by that? He says, because you do dishes like you want to help me get my money back. Mm, that powerful. really touched wow. me. Totally, yeah. Because that, that meant that he yeah. saw that I was trying to serve his vision. Yeah. Right? And then, then someday other people would serve my vision. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I think to me that says um, value, really to have a kind of a value approach to influence. How can, how can I help? How can mm-hmm. I be of service? Uh, two, that shows leadership because leadership is all about taking responsibility. Um, and, and number three, um, I think that that just shows um, a lot of um, on, on service and, and saying, how can I make an impact rather yes. than what can you give me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, what, what can I give? Um. Yeah, I would like awesome. to think and and ask you, Chris. Culturally, mm-hmm. was this something that was taught, even coming from your grandfather to your father, and then now into you? So, I mean, for for us, my family came from Sri Lanka. So, my grandpa understood if he was going to make it here, he had to be better than everyone else. Mm. Being a minority. You can't be just as good as the majority. You mm-hmm. have to stand out. Yeah. So he understood that when he came to play in a big pond, you got to step up your game. Oh, wow. And so from a young age, the two things that my grandpa always taught me was make it happen and follow up. So it doesn't matter what it, what it was. The object was if someone had a problem, you come up with the solution. You don't just give up. Yeah. And so that mindset, um, was in my grandfather, my father. My, my father was involved in the Patriot Missile po- Program, developing the components that went into that. So I got involved um, coming in that same mindset of looking at excellence. And perfection was the target. It was never a, you know, doing a, having a me too personality. It was always doing the best. And so having that excellence mindset really is what set us apart and set us on the trajectory that we do stuff that nobody else in the world does. Um, and we only got there because of the vision, the mindset that was passed down from my grandfather all the way through. So, Stefan, I think that in that case, it's the the culture of being raised in Sri Lanka af, uh, with this family. Yeah. But also mm-hmm. see, as all of us do, you can have a culture within a team. Yeah. Right. Within a company, within a family. So it, it could be a, a, a family culture a team culture that you create that is just a culture of excellence yeah yeah i I think that's such a like a powerful segue to really what we want to do with thought leaders as a community um because you know if you really think about what does it mean to thought what what does it mean to be a thought leader it it what it really is about it's it's organizing yourself as a professional um with these three qualities yeah to to wed vision ability and influence together mm-hmm. um, and and to kind of piggyback off what you said to not only bring a community of people uh, together who are passionate about those things but to also create a culture uh, where people can elevate their vision who uh, can kind of expand their abilities what they're capable of doing expand their knowledge base what they know and then finally uh, really increase their influence let me ask you a question yeah. so there's so much on leadership you look at John Maxwell some yeah. of the other people teach on leadership why did you get excited about putting thought on top what does the word thought mean to you yeah so um, 
I'm a bit of a nerd, so that would make sense, right? <laughs> to mm-hmm. like that. But I think that, you know, leadership is, um, at least the way I understand it, it's, it's, it's fundamentally your ability to take responsibility and serve the mission and vision of your organization. So an amazing leader is the, is the person who can get a team to do what they need to do to accomplish the mission. Yeah. Uh, so that's leadership. But I think thought leadership is, a, is, a, uh, is taking leadership but then um, applying uh, a real vision, uh, pushing the boundaries of what you think is possible. Yes. Um, and I think that, you know, every one of us, you know, we were raised with a ceiling. We were mm-hmm. raised with a family. We were raised with certain expectations. And so to be a thought leader is to say, I'm not only a leader, but I want to push the boundaries of the ceiling. Yes. And uh, I want to change the trajectory of my family i want to do something right. my family's never done before mm-hmm. um and so that's all the leadership skills but it's also that second element yeah. of of i don't want to just be a great leader i want to actually change the trajectory yeah. of, of where we're headed yeah i like that i think it's almost like a lego you mm-hmm. know, yeah when you get a lego when you're a thought leader in my opinion you have to have a correct mindset yeah so that's like part of the the Lego that comes on just being a leader. Yeah. Cause you have a lot of people trying to be a leader, but they don't put the Lego of the correct mindset. on. Yeah. It. yeah. And, and I really think a thought leader is someone who sets the trajectory of where business and everything goes. So usually like before an industry really takes off, there's a thought leader that has the kind of emerging vision of what it's going to take to go into that next frontier and they end up spearheading that. And then you see business eventually mm-hmm. catch up to where the thought leader has already charted course. Very good. But I think the, the main difference is that why I like the way that we've set it up with the three building blocks, if you would, a lot of times what I've seen is people wanting to be an influencer first, but right. they haven't established the vision and the ability um, and so you have people that, you know, they may have a lot of followers, yeah. but in the in the end, what are people following? Mm-hmm. Um, and so being a person of that is a thought leader is really having a whole encompassing understanding of thought leadership, the vision, the ability, plus the influence. Yeah, it's interesting. Cornell West has this. Um, a, he's a, a philosopher I like and a professor at Yale. He has this a great question where he says, if you ask any American uh, who was the most influential African-American in the early 60s, everyone would say Martin Luther King Jr. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he says, if you were to ask everyone who was the richest African-American, do you know the answer? And no one knows. And I think that that like, kind of plays to that is that there's something about um, having a vision and then having a purpose-driven influence and then having an exceptional ability and all those things coming together to create a value that no one else can create. That's right. Uh, that's so meaningful. I like that. I think leadership as a thought leader is not just vocal. And if I could say this about you, Joseph, mm-hmm. I think a lot of your leadership is not vocal. Some of it is. But even the way you lead your children and lead your family, right. it's not always mm-hmm. you're going and telling all of us about it. We just see it in the strength of your family and the health of your family. So how have you brought thought leadership even to your own children? Well, I learned from you, right, that we don't have to be vocal, that we can lead through being silent, and it's more through action. So for me, as a father, it's I know I have five kids staring at me. So if I'm not going to be a person of influence, guess what? I can't expect my children to be of influence. But if they see 
us thought leaders with the vision, the ability, the influence, because Tim, you talk about this a lot. A lot of us were birthed in pain. Yeah. I was birthed in pain, alcoholic family. So I wasn't raised with this maximum vision or this ability that you're going to do, you know, supernatural things, or you're going to make or have this positive influence. And I'm sure there's a lot of people and thought leaders who were birthed in pain. Right. So these words, when they hear them, they could sound fearful. Wait a minute. That's not me. I don't have vision. I don't have ability. I don't have influence, but we do it. I do it with my kids and my family in a silent manner. And Tim, I I love what you say is we want to be that person who walks into a room and we don't have to say anything. And people just feel the peace and the spirit and the influence that we make. And that's what Thought Leaders is all about. Yeah, we we could become carriers of leadership without saying a word. Yeah. And I got a chance to see that at an early age with some amazing, powerful leaders that didn't say much, but you could sense and feel their, their leadership. And one of the things you guys have always admired about Tim, and if you're ever backstage with him or he's going to go speak to 30,000 people or 10 people, just to see the humility he has when he walks into a green room or when he walks into and greets other speakers or the person who's running the conference. It's always, how can I serve you? How can I serve your vision? It's not about, I'm Tim Story. I'm here. I'm the keynote. I'm the guy who's going to deliver the best message. That's done automatically. But just to watch you in the way that you operate and the influence that you carry, which is grabbing a microphone and not even having to say a word, I mean, has taught us younger generation and you've helped pave the way for us. So it's an honor and a privilege just to be at this table with you. No, thank you for this for first episode. I, I mean that. Yeah. I have a funny story about Tim <laughs> that I'd love to share. Uh-oh. It's related to this. So, well, I went to Africa my first time uh, when I was like in uh, 15 or something and, and it was uh, to South Africa. And so uh, we stayed at this hotel uh, in Mandela Square. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, every, so every, every, every person who like worked at the hotel, uh, in the concierge, mm-hmm. like all knew Tim and all had like a story about him because, <laughs> <laughs> cause they knew we were from the church. So, so they would say, Oh, you're Tim story's nephew. Oh, he gave me this tie or like, wow. Oh, he gave me, it was so funny. And that I never forgot that it had such a big impact, I think on my worldview, uh, because I think as a younger male, you look at that and say, okay, I got to get my stuff together. Like this is a value. This is how you should organize yourself in the world. Mm -hmm. And it's going to make a big, big difference. And I think to me that that was about seeing all of us as being unique and being amazing. Mm -hmm. And so whether it was the the guy that was working the front door Mm -hmm. at that South African um, hotel or the maids, the maids be always become my best friends in all these overseas trips because yeah. I'm always gifting them things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because to, to me, we're, we're all God's creation yeah. and yep. we all yeah. have so much potential. Yeah. And I just, I just want to pull out potential out of people. Yeah. Amazing. Stefan, as we uh, wrap up this first episode yeah. as the director of, uh, as, as the founder of thought leaders, can you share with everybody what are the three main expressions that we're going to accomplish through thought leaders? What can people expect as we move forward? Not just with the podcast, with in-person meetings, if you can kind of just paint that picture for everybody and what the expectations are. Yeah. So, you know, I think that all of us, especially uh, people who in the marketplace, we all 
have things we want to achieve and we all have a ceiling we want to move. Right. And, and so the idea that we can create a community that could empower each other to actually do that is really meaningful. You know, I'm, I'm in my mid thirties right now and uh, I have goals that I want to accomplish. And the two things I'm looking at is I'm looking at people that are older than me who can mentor me. Right. Or I'm looking at people who are similar and me who have the same goal and grit and mm. who want to move. So uh, when we thought about how to organize thought leaders, um, we're going to do it in th- three different expressions. So the first expression is, is a, a podcast. And so uh, this will be a platform not only for us to, to discuss issues related to people in the marketplace, but also interview uh, really influential uh, thought leaders that can add a ton of value to all of us who are on our, who are on our journey. Uh, the second is uh, to create thought leader events. These are uh, networking events. Uh, we have our first one coming up uh, in in a few months, um, at, where our goal is to bring a few hundred people who, mm-hmm. who who are really trying to elevate their vision, expand their abilities, and increase their influence. Let's yep. get us in a room. Right. Uh, let's let's interview some interesting people. Let's connect people. Let's create that n- real network. I would love to hear stories about people making more money, making deals happen, finding that mentor that they've always wanted. Uh, and then the third is Thought Leaders Apprenticeship. And so uh, this is um, in, an amazing thing that we've been working on that's going to come out soon. And, and that's the idea of, um, of you know, there really isn't any source um, for, for, for someone to grow a business. Like I was talking to someone the other day and um, a friend of mine who's really successful, six-figure guy my age, he's trying to, trying to scale. Uh, and he said, I don't even know where to go to learn to do this do i go to graduate school mm. yeah. or do i just find a mentor on linkedin wow so apprenticeship would be a five-month program that would basically help you do that it's mm-hmm. to say where are you now where do you want to be in two years uh and then it's a five-month program that will help coach you and equip you to get where you need to go and, i love uh, that yeah so, uh, yeah, so that, that's going to be the structure. And then I yeah. know you've been working extremely hard on this playbook, the nine step to elevate your vision, expand your ability and increase your influence in the marketplace. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So, uh, basically what we wanted to do is, um, you know, with launching this, uh, really put together, it's called the thought leaders playbook. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a nine step plan, uh, to elevate your vision, expand your abilities and increase your influence in the marketplace. Uh, and you know it's it's basically a really great exercise to take inventory of where you are now as mm-hmm. as as a, a working professional and saying where do I want to be in six months where do I want to be in a year where do I want to be in two years what am I good at where do I want to grow and and what steps should I take and so uh, that's hopefully going to be a tool that's going to add a ton of clarity and uh, it's coming out real real soon I like that yeah. and you'll tell more on next podcast yeah because we're done on this one and I want to ask yeah. you a question. How often will these podcasts be available? Yeah, great question. So we're figuring that out now. Full full disclosure. Full yeah. disclosure. Uh, so at least once a month, uh, maybe every other week, uh, and who knows, maybe more. So uh, yeah, but we're we're doing a bunch. I like this. Great conversation. Yeah, so be fun. Episode one, you guys, in the books. Yeah. yeah, and we will be airing on California Talk Radio as well. Dot com. Wow, yeah, that's wow. big. Yeah, for all you watching, California Talk Radio. Yeah. So thank you for joining us. Um, yes. This is an absolute privilege. Uh, I honestly hope to learn more than everybody. 
in this room. Uh, Tim, you have taught me so much. I'm so excited to take this journey with you and learn as much as I can from everything that you know. Uh, Joseph, you're an amazing family man. I ask you for advice all the time. Uh, and Chris, I mean, you're crushing it. And so I, I hope to tap your brain and, 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 and really take my, my time down in terms of learning with you. And I have a feeling if we can all do that for each other, right. which is the real vision and mission of this, uh, all of us are going to be 10 x uh, because of, of thought leaders. Agree. So awesome stuff. Yeah. God bless you guys. All right. See ya.